right guys hi you know that it's been <laughs> it's been a long time since we heard our voices yes it's been a long time since we heard our own voices so recording a podcast yes but we already know why yes. so let's How, however we are glad that we are finally able to record a podcast for the first time in a long time so welcome to a new dispensation she's been waiting to say that for a while hopefully this time we'll actually be back on track and not take another 10 years between this episode and the next hint hint <laughs> looks at nanaya with much judgment and accusation <laughs> all right guys so uh we're going to talk about sports finances it's something we've been wanting to talk about. Well, I've been wanting to talk about because, as we know, all right, so stick and stay. Yes, so like Nanaya said, today we'll be discussing finances. Um, I mean, you're probably wondering what about that topic we'll be possibly be discussing. Yes, so uh, essentially, we want to be discussing this in two parts. So the first part will be with us, and the second part will be with somebody who actually knows a thing or two about finance. Not a thing or two, a lot about finance and the aspects of it, how to, you know, generate wealth, how to save, invest, and all of that. Boring. But for now, we are coming to rant about. <laughs> yes, <laughs> this is really just a venting session about how tough the economy is. No, no, we are doing. I cannot relate with you. I've entered into a new season, so I don't. <laughs> My finances have entered with me, so I really don't know what you're talking about. But yeah, and even and what that means to us as children of God, what that means to us as people who are expected to manifest the excellence of God, how, how does that look like for us in our finances? How are we going to be financially intelligent? How do we work in that regard? Okay, so, so that's what we're going to talk about. Right. So, what has been your relationship with money? <laughs> Before you knew God and after. <laughs> I was not expecting this question. Why? <laughs> um, I've been. You've thrown me. What was my relationship with money before I gave my life to Christ and after? Before I did not even have money. <laughs> no, honestly, because I I gave my life to Christ in 2012. Mm. I was in. Senior high. Mm. Before then, I was not getting money from anywhere. I mm. was not getting pocket money. My parents always used to tell us, you don't worry, we're in class five. They're in class, they're in class six. You don't worry, in GHS. They never gave us pocket money. Every day, my mother would make, wake up and cook food and put it in my big lunchbox. And I'll take it to school. And that's what I'll eat. I didn't get any pocket money. I was probably the only kid at the time who didn't have, like... But yeah, I never really... Before then, I don't think I had... Oh, yeah, I didn't, aha. Uh-huh. So I think what my relationship with money was is just that it seemed like a cool thing to have. Because like I said, I didn't have any. Mm-hmm. But I saw that people had in money to me at the time was an empowerment or two of empowerment because I saw that people who had it were able to use it to access what they wanted. Mm. I.e. yogurt empire. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mine was in Kasi Cake. 
Yeah, you had a thing for Mexicans. No, because I used to see that people would buy, buy with the money, but they didn't used to give us money, so I'm just going to steal it. Oh, you also, I was just about to say, <laughs> I too stole my father's money. Yeah. Oh, I stole my mom's money because you know what? You don't have to take. <laughs> yeah, no, I think what it was for me was, I did not, I, it seemed I coveted it. I mean, at that time, I didn't know it was coveting, but it seemed like a cool thing and everybody mm-hmm. had it, but I didn't have it. My parents kept saying, we'll give you some when you get to the but you're not giving me because those times they would just give you enough for offering. We used to go to uh, Wednesday service, mm-hmm. give you enough for offering, just that. So I used to sell my lunch so that I can get money in return. So at that time, I really just sold money as a tool for transaction. And I decided to take matters into my own hands and I sold some bundles in my father's. You know, and I st- <laughs> I stacked my bag <laughs> with the whole bundle, with bundles. Wow! Many, yeah, <laughs> that day my school bag was full of money. Wow! Yes, and I don't. I think I got caught. I don't know what happened. I think maybe my mom tried to pick up my school bag and was like, "This is heavier than." Should so, be. Was like, what did you? What were you planning to do with the money? To go and spread every. You know, <laughs> you know those things. You know the uh, the yogurt bags. Like a whole, the whole white bag of yogurt. That's I what was you planning. Say. No, yes, I was planning to buy a whole bag and share with everywhere. Like today, the billions is in town. <laughs> that was really the plan. I was not trying to use the money for anything. I really just wanted to also be able to partake mm-hmm. because I wasn't getting any. And it seemed like so that was, that's as far as I could tell. Mm-hmm. The only time that I had. Um. Like, I started to actually handle money was in senior high where they were required to give us pocket money. But even then, it wasn't in my possession. Mm. But that was the beginning of me understanding what it means to manage my money because you only have an amount of money. If you want something, you have to sign mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. it. You have to give the reason why. why. So I had to apportion it well. Am I going to buy a snack? You know. Yes. So after I gave my life to Christ, um... I think all I can say, because I've had, it's been ups and downs, definitely. I don't think it, the significant factor is the fact that I gave my life to Christ. But obviously, I've grown more. Uh-huh. I've had more responsibility when it comes to money. Uh-huh. Because now I have actual things to pay for. Uh-huh. The money gets finished fast. So I've had to learn how to manage my money. But I, at a point, I did have a very, and sometimes I do have a very unhealthy relationship with money in terms of, so what I wanted to say before you sidelined me with the question was that I have learned that being a Christian isn't really just about praying and speaking in tongues. Mm-hmm. If you're going to be God's ambassador, it has to be in every area. Mm-hmm. People think it's just about the spiritual things, praying mm-hmm. and marrying the right person and speaking in tongues. But All those things are important, but you have to manifest but everywhere. Everywhere. Cleanliness. Your room should be clean at all times. You should be a clean person. Finances. Like, what is your relationship with money? Because as a child of God, you are expected to steward the resources you've been given. Well. Because a lot of our relationship with God, the fruits that you bear from that, teaches you how to handle money well and so many other things in your life. It teaches you discipline. Because if you're serving God, you have to be consistent with God. You have to be disciplined with your time. You have to know how to manage things. You have to be a servant of 
of God, you have to steward things properly. And that relates to money. You need, you need to know how to be disciplined with money. You need to have to be consistent with how you save or how you invest or how you do all these things. So your life with God should affect every part of your life because and, it's a relationship. Yes, and that sounds extra. But when you sit down and you think about it, if you if you are indeed like a child of God, right? Like Nanaya is saying, it shouldn't be just limited to the things that you think as spiritual in quotes. Mm-hmm. It should be in every area. What's God saying? It sounds extra, but what's God saying about how you're managing your money? Mm-hmm. Because I can say that I've had a very, like I said, I had a very unhealthy relationship with money in terms of um, I was an impulse spender. And it got to a point where it it became, I will use my last money yeah. and buy stuff just because it looks, things I don't even need. So it got to a point um, I'm just and 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 it would make me feel better. That was it was an unhealthy coping mechanism. I can walk into a store. I was giving money to go and buy something. Mm-hmm. I walk into the store and just because I have the tool of empowerment, you know, you know, I, I mm-hmm. was telling that's how I viewed money. Mm-hmm. Just because I have money, and this looks like it's being a nice pair of shoes. I don't need the shoes. So you, I'll you, buy I mean, them anyway. I can afford them. And I didn't have a check. So next thing you know, I'm back. Okay, let me buy the other. And then at the end, and the check she means is like the witness of the Holy Spirit. Yes. So at the end of the, you see that I've spent all the money. It's not even my money, or maybe it's my money, but it's money that I needed for something. I'll just on impulse. I didn't plan to spend mm-hmm. all I have on things I don't need and feel really guilty after. Mm-hmm. I think I had that perspective of like okay so like i have five thousand Ghana cities what's 50 cities to five thousand so if i spend 50 cities like what does it really do to the five thousand doesn't really do much to the five thousand i can spend 50 cities and i'll still have four thousand yes more than enough to do whatever i need to do so that's what i used to do i remember at some point i'd gone to work in america and when i came back i changed dollars to Ghana cities wow. so like i was bowling like i was a bowler because i just learned it you guys and I remember that I put my credit card, like my yeah, my my card details on the Uber app, and I just said I was going to and fro with because I felt like oh I have like five thousand. I mean if I if my Uber is like fifty cities, like it's not that big of a deal. I can't. By the time I realized everything was finished, and so I had to get to that place of understanding that no, just because I have this much money doesn't just mean that I should. Spend it because just as they say, little drops of water make a mighty ocean. You spend little, 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 little. Next thing you know, next thing you, know you don't have, have anything. There's actually been times when I have been broke, and when I say broke, I mean okay, so I've definitely become financially literate over the years because I'm the kind of person who believes in having their own money. So I had to take a step back and realize that these are really bad habits. Where are they coming from? And that's when I realized what I was saying earlier about how saying that you are responsible in Christ doesn't just relate to praying and reading your Bible and that it's in every area of your life. Because if I had discipline or had built discipline in other aspects, it would have transcended into my financial life. Mm-hmm. If I had discipline, if I know that I have 50 CDs left, it doesn't matter who sent me to go and buy what or what shoes I see or what I think I need to make me feel better. Mm-hmm. I won't buy it. 
But to come to a point where it's, I think it's a very unhealthy situation to be in, because it was a very unhealthy coping mechanism. And there were times where I really would not even have enough money to do the things I actually need to do. To the extent that me, I know that if at this point, if I had kids and I went into a store and I impulse bought and it came up to 7K and I do not have cash on me, I will go and dissolve the... <laughs> no, 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 no. I'll tell, my, yeah, yeah, I'll tell myself that, oh, mm. oh, I'll get it back, I'll get it. Which yeah. is such an... If I say that I want to be a financially independent person and I'm working on being financially literate, it starts from here. Mm-hmm. Because if now, maybe you gave me money to go and buy us a new microphone, and the money that I had wasn't enough when uh-huh. I was buying the clothes, and then I did my, and I used the money that you gave me to go and buy the microphone to pay it off, and said that, oh, I'll get it back. I'm sowing little, little seeds. It means that when I grow up, I'll do the same. What to stop me from dipping my hands into my children's trust fund or their school fees or whatever? And that's what made me realize, I mean, sometimes I relapse because like I said, it's a coping mechanism that makes me feel better. But that's what made me realize that if I'm excelling in every other area, I'm reading my Bible and praying, I'm doing all those things, but my finances are in shambles. And when I say shambles, I don't mean, this is not me saying that if you're a Christian, by all means, you have to be rich or you have to stack it up. I'm talking about the, the, um, what's the word, the discipline, the, the, your relationship with money is very, very important. I think that that's something we take for granted. And I think that for our generation, financial literacy isn't something that is hammered on or talked about enough. Uh-huh. And it's so important to learn how to be financially literate, uh-huh. how to take care of the little resources that you have, how to make it generate more. The story of the talents come to mind comes to mind mm-hmm. where the master was traveling and he gave um his servants uh, a number he gave of five he gave i think three babies <laughs> yes exactly and their relationship all of them had a different kind of relationship or responded to it in a different way but mm-hmm. it was telling what is the little that god has given me what can I use this to do? It's not, I don't, when I, I'm not even speaking about the amounts. This is not me saying that if you are a Christian, you come poor, not have money. It's, it's, it's a mindset. Mm-hmm. It's a mentality. What is your relationship with money? How do you understand? Is money the one dictating? Because if I had understood that, um, or if I had built those hab- habits or that discipline, then I wouldn't be driven by my desire to want to acquire those new clothes just because, mm-hmm. you know. And I'm not trying to be some way about it, but when you sit down and you look up at, at it, these are actual issues that end up manifesting in other areas. Because then it will start to manifest in my health. Maybe foods I'm not supposed to be eating. Just because it smells good, I'll eat it. Mm-hmm. And then next thing you know, it's become a problem or I'm now eating too much or I'm binge eating now I've gained all this weight and now I'm unhealthy and all of those things. The point that I am making is I think because God describes us as stewards, it's not just with people. It's not just with nature or however people think Mm -hmm. when you hear stewards, it's with resources too. Mm -hmm. Resources could be time. Resources could be money. What is what God has entrusted you? If you can't, you know, be disciplined in 
the little hundred seeds that you have right now, but you are always praying for wealth. You want to be a kingdom financier. You will mismanage that as well. Mm-hmm. That's and I think the um especially for somebody who says that he has submitted under the authority of God, you have to know. You absolutely have to know that the money that you have is not yours in the first place. Because you hear so many testimonies of people say that and you know, when I got paid and God said I should remove this money and used to do this. That's because oh, God <laughs> That's because God wants to be part of every aspect of your life. Every single aspect of your life. So it can't be that God is part of your your way. Yeah, we always pick and choose. That God is part of when your way. When it comes to money and relationships. Yes. But God can be part of your money because God wants to tell you what to use the money for. And it's a lot of pride when you think that you know what to use your money for. Seriously. If you didn't know to be. What supposed to say to me? Because if I gave you something and I'm telling you that, oh, okay, so the thing I've given you, can you use to do this? Can you use to do this? Can you use this? Me, I've given you the thing. I come to tell me what you want to use the thing for. I didn't say it's yours. I only gave it to you for you to hold on to it for a while so that I can use it for something. So I gave it to you. And that's that's essentially what God has done. So that's how we should basically be. Yes, that it's not for me. Like the money is not mine. Let me go and ask the person who gave me the money. Because when you when you need money, who do you go to? Don't you go to God and say, God, Charlie, open way for me, Charlie. I want like I want money. Isn't God you go to? So why is that when you want to use the money for something, you can't go back to God and ask him that God? That's because the money that you're asking God for, you already have plans in your head of what you want to well, do. Well, yeah, when we are praying, we're asking for money. God yes, yeah, but we need the money for stuff. So go and ask people who can give you the money. Why are you asking God? Because you know that God, when you ask him, he has an agenda. God always has an agenda for something. So if I go and ask God, that God, can you open a way for me? And then you happen to make lots of money there. There's an expectation on that money. In, like, there's an expectation for you to use the money for something. Now you have to go and ask God, God, what is that something that you want I to actually, use? Actually, that's answer? actually an interest. I don't think I've thought about Neither it. Neither of like us that. have ever thought about it like that. Because I every just, time we think money, we think, provides. okay, so like, yeah, I've budgeted for this one. I've yeah, I need money here. to pay my bills. I have budgeted and... for this. I've budgeted. But even when Mish is speaking, that the money that does not even reach him, he's using it to take care of other people. Because God says, use it to take care of other people. How many of us? Who's Mish? <laughs> How many of us would look in inside our purses and God would say that last hundred cities go and give it to me? Hey. Me, I don't mind doing those things. No, I, me, I, I would I, think I, about it for a little bit, but I'll do it. Okay, well, I'll think about I guess it for a little depends. bit. But I think that for me, a lot of my life, I don't think I really thought so much about money. I just felt like, oh, I have the money. It's time to use it. That's how I feel. It's like, oh, I have money. It's yeah, time I to just never have. I just never felt like I have to know. ask God what. Yeah, I've, I've never, never felt, felt like that years. before. Same. It's. I think it's not until even saving. I never really thought much about saving. I just saw we oh, have the money. Maybe if I'll keep small so that just in case we need it. But like, I don't. I wasn't big on saving. I think it was not until very recently that I started seeing the importance of having to save and having to invest. Because I said to myself that I don't want the situation where, see, your wedding day has come and you're planning a wedding and I always go and ask your future husband for money. Because, hey, father, have mercy. No. I wanted to be able to do something. Like, 
okay, you say dream wedding. Do you have the money to finance that dream wedding? Or is the dream wedding dependent on the pockets of your husband? Which is weird, which means that if your future husband doesn't have that amount of money, he has to go and borrow or he has to go and loan so that he can finance your dream wedding. The dream is coming from you. <laughs> it's coming from your husband. Because most men don't have dream weddings. Most. Some people do, but most men don't have dream weddings. So if you have a dream, then you should be able to finance that dream. I don't have a dream wedding because I've never actually thought about these things. But I'm saying that even if, like, I'm supposed to plan, like, a wedding or plan something, I should have money to be able to finance whatever it is that I'm planning. I don't want that instance where I have to now depend on somebody and call them and say, please, can you, you know, open some 2,000 CDs for me so I can wear, you know, I can't do that. And so ever since that day, I said that I'll start saving. And I believe that God really took me through that thing because I don't think I've... Sometimes my mother would even look at me and say, hey, please, now you know how much I'd be even paying you that you are saving this amount and what are you living on? But I felt like I needed to go through that discipline so that it would rid me of that impulse purchases that I used to do. Because when you get to a point where now you are depending on very little, there are certain things that you know that you want, you say, you know, you start taking and saying this is a want this is not a need and if you don't build these habits while you have much or while it's not such a big deal because right now we're still relying on i'm a mere youth i'm still a baby girl so someone you're four years away from 30 you are not a youth anymore honey well into your moving on (laughs) someone still gives me pocket money you see so now it doesn't seem like deep but if i don't learn how to be financially literate now, mm-hmm. how to build those habits now, how to have a good relationship with money now, how to let God uh, uh, give me wisdom in how I spend. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, when it matters most and now I'm supporting a family mm-hmm. or now my money is not just going to me, it's going to mm-hmm. me and the little ones. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm now playing the fool by that time and now, I'm now learning how to be financially mm-hmm. literate and I'm now learning how to save will be hot. Very. It doesn't even matter if I've married a rich husband or even if I'm mm-hmm. rolling in stacks. If I don't have the good habits and mm-hmm. if I don't have financial literacy, if mm-hmm. I don't save and all those things, mm-hmm. I'll be found wanting mm-hmm. and it will translate into other areas of my life because it will mean that I'm not disciplined. Exactly. And that's what, that, that's the, like, that's the substance of it is that the way you manage your money is telling, telling of your character. So God will not say that oh Aduma has <laughs> yeah God will not say oh Aduma has just ten cities. I mean she can she can't possibly see. There's an expectation because God, the Holy Spirit in you can empower you to do certain even with money. He can empower you to do you certain things deep. that you never thought that you'd be able to do. Because me I never me oh a whole nana from baby girl like me. I no. think you finally <laughs> admitted where you actually. This girl has been telling people on streets that she lives at East Legon Hills. Because I live at East Legon Hills. She lives in Nanako. Yes. But anyways, yeah. Um, I feel like it, it teaches you a lot about control, self-discipline. And that relates to every aspect of it. Because if you have self-discipline in money, you have self-discipline when it comes to sex, you can have self-discipline when it comes to different regards in your life. Like... That one area that you have self-discipline in can affect every single part of your life. Um, so yeah, I essentially feel like your relationship, out from your relationship with God, 
post like flow so many other different things in different areas of your life so if you have the holy spirit by virtue of the fact that you have the holy spirit and because there is the fruits of the spirit that you cultivate which is love and patience and kindness and endurance and all of these things long suffering and all these things it helps you in different respects of your life it helps you become reflect god in different aspects of your life because a relationship with god is not just praying and fasting praying and fasting will give you directions to how you can reflect god in your family in work in school in finance in everything even health how how to diet how to exercise because sometimes you can be sitting there and god will tell you that honey you have been too lazy get up and exercise do you understand so it will not always be the um, spiritual things that people think that if you're serving god it's just are you seeing the vision are you seeing god and yes you see god but god also tell you that when fast or when exercise because your you know exercise life is no good because even in that there's discipline because how consistent you are in exercising will show you if you are consistent enough to even do other things that's the word two other um angles that i want us to discuss or consider the first being um money as a motivation what do you think about that um i personally don't have much to say because i think that if money was my mood i don't know i just feel like i have more i have there are other things that are more important to me in terms money is good oh money is good don't let anybody (laughs) lie to you i hope that what you are not hearing when i'm saying this is not that i don't like money money is good abraham was wealthy and as the legend goes Love is sweet, but when money ends up, love is sweeter. It's true, guys. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, I thought you were gonna say something really wise. I was like, <laughs> but um, it is important, like to I think personally, to assess what your motivations are because I think that if money is your main motivation, mm. that can lead you to spiral. Yes, because. Then it means the more you get, the more you want. And, and that desire and achieve it by any means. Yes, necessary. because if that's your main motivation, if your main motivation is money, money is a good At servant. some point, it was my motivation. That's why I was taking odd jobs. I was doing things. Nanaya, like yeah, please tell us what odd jobs you were taking. If I tell you and the person who hired me listens to it, then they say, hey, so you are saying you that don't my have to give us odd. details. Just tell us what. Nanaya was a bouncer. <laughs> at a few <laughs> spots, no, I'm just saying that a few nights I, I didn't have to <laughs> she take... was a nightclub bouncer <laughs> I didn't have to take certain jobs because to make I didn't even I didn't even ask God I was doing them because I needed money I needed to make money uh, is, is there and see this let me tell you that was added is there shame in doing what you need to do to get money you don't have money you need food to eat Yes, but the thing is, what's driving what you're doing? If God is not who's driving what you're doing, then you're on the wrong road. Yeah. Because what I was doing essentially was in the nights, I'll go and be at the place. And you then go and bounce. I'll go and bounce. So I was and essentially ushering people into the place. And 
on Sundays are going at church too. <laughs> so it, Come was, for some it was something that somebody said. Come for some communion. It was something that somebody actually said to me one night at the place. Because I came from church one evening and went straight to the place to go and do my duties, fulfill my duties as a good friend. Right. And it was something that somebody said to me at the place. The person was like, ah, but you the Asha and Agape. <laughs> And I was like, I was like, yeah. And he was like, so, so you it means that in the night you usher people into the world, <laughs> and on Sundays you usher people into the Lord. And I said, but when I when people come in, I don't force you to do anything there. It's not yeah. like I'm forcing you to drink. I'm not forcing yeah, you. Yeah, just doing your so, job. Yeah. So me, I saw it as oh, I'm just helping my friend because it's my friend's place. I'm helping you. And yeah, you happen to pay me, but I'm helping you. I don't see anything wrong with it because I'm not drinking. I'm not dancing to the music. I'm not doing anything. I'm just there to look out for you and help the people that come in and be the people you like require to come in or whatever. So when he said that to me, it actually stuck with me. I had to think about it that, hey, so <laughs> me, I'm ushering people into the world. And I'm because I never saw it like that. I never thought I was ushering people into the world. I just thought, you know, I'm helping out my friend. So what you're saying essentially, because what we were talking about is money as, as the main motivation mm-hmm. and how if you're, the intention behind the things you do is to get money. The mm-hmm. more money you get, the more money you want mm-hmm. to the extent that you go to any length to get that money. Yeah, That's one aspect. Mm-hmm. But if in a situation where I'm broke, mm-hmm. my child is sick, mm-hmm. I don't have money mm-hmm. to pay for my child's bills. Mm-hmm. You are saying that... <laughs> If right now, what the opportunity that presents itself for me to make some money is to be a night bouncer mm-hmm. as you were, or to um to to engage in transactional sex mm-hmm. to get money mm-hmm. to pay my child's mm-hmm. hospital bills mm-hmm. because my child is dying. If God hasn't said. Oh, if it's not, God is not the one who sent me to do it. I shouldn't do it. Mm-hmm. So my child should right. die. But because you know how sometimes something dire can be happening in your life and God is just a rest. It's like, God, can you not see? Because what I'm seeing is that this child is about to die, but you're telling me to rest. So you getting up and saying that, I mean, my child is about to die. I can't see that my child is about to die. So I might as well go and stand on the East Begone Road and just get some quick cash, Right. That's you saying that God, I can handle things for myself. So you said now when you need some coming, I'm going to get the money and come. I mean, back. which is the mindset most of us have because we use we use our physical eyes and our exactly. mind to calculate. So that's why we are coming from a perspective of if you say you trust person. God and if you say that God is Lord over not just Savior, Lord. Because you can accept Jesus Christ as your savior, mm-hmm. that you can accept that He came to die for you. But the lordship aspect is another aspect. Because lordship means that you don't have a say. Like you are a servant. You don't have a say. Have you heard a servant that he said, come on, go and bring me water. I say, ah, but you can go for the water. <laughs> have you heard that before? Because they will suck you. But I think most of us have done God semi-lord. Mm-hmm. Today you are lord. Tomorrow I will. You'll be lord over my exams. Yes. I'll handle the, the love Exactly. Part. So if in this instance, and I'm somebody who serves God, and my first response is to ask God, Charlie, God, what am I doing? Because I'm like, I'm all over the place. My child, blah, blah, blah. And the Holy Spirit says, okay, call Aduma. And you're like, about what has Aduma got to do with this? Just call Aduma. Just call Aduma. And you call Aduma. And you don't even know what to say to Aduma. You say, oh, Aduma, how are you? And maybe through your voice, Aduma could hear saying, what's wrong with you? And oh, my child, blah, blah, blah. Oh, take care of it. Don't worry, I'll take care of it. 
at that point you don't know that that's what Adama is going to do the holy spirit just says do or if the holy spirit just says rest your child is okay you can see that your child is going through a lot but the holy spirit says rest your child is okay so for you to now say that i'm going to go and do things to put me in a position where i'm able to acquire money so i can take care of that child at that point you realize You're that taking things into your yes home. and even if God wants to be God, He will show you that He's wasted your your time. Just say, imagine you went to go and do transactional sex just to make money, and you came back home and your child is fine. You've wasted your time. You've wasted your time. Do you understand? So I think that sometimes certain situations drive us to be in a hurry to to acquire things for it. Because me, I wanted to get because of my understanding, I wanted to be financially independent. I wanted to save. I didn't want to always ask my parents for money. So I wanted to work like work for myself, do things that would help me get the money. I didn't necessarily consider God. I didn't think that God would care because I wasn't doing anything bad. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't dancing. I wasn't doing all of these things. So like I'm just helping my friend and he's paying me to be there. So why not be there? Right. So if we take matters into our own hands and say, okay, so I have to make money, any means necessary. And it's, it's in the little things. You're supposed to do this like at work. You're supposed to do it a certain way. Somebody gives tips, gives you a little tip to do it another way. You take the money, you save it, and you use that money to go and pay tithe. And you think God is more interested in the tithe that you've paid than the posture of your heart when you collected that Charlie. So, so, I mean... <laughs> Christopher, so how someone who doesn't hear from God readily, how would they be able to relate to what he has saying? Because I am, I'm saying practically, playing the devil's advocate mm-hmm. here, that practically, my mm-hmm. the school has sent like has sent me five notices that, babe, if you don't pay, we'll sack you. Mm-hmm. Okay, I heard Nanaya say on her podcast that ask God. Mm-hmm. how you should get the money mm-hmm. so i prayed about it. Mm-hmm. i've prayed i've prayed i've prayed two weeks have passed I, notice has come i've prayed three weeks have passed notice again and you are saying wait to hear from god to know how to make them like it, so someone who doesn't hear from god how can they relate to what you're saying i think that he, hearing from god really it's like an intentional step. But the thing though is like for the people that don't really hear from God, God is merciful. But what you are doing, is it in line with things that God has said? Because mm-hmm. his word is an evidence of who he is. Mm-hmm. So the things that you are going to do, is it in line? If you don't hear the voice of God, you can hear his voice through his word. If it's not stop. Mm-hmm. If it's not in line with his word, stop. If it's not in line with, seek wise counsel. I will not say stop. Because me, I don't know. So, like, seek wise counsel. You can ask somebody that you know that this person hears from God. You want to seek wise counsel. Oh, I'm going through this, and I can't hear from God. Can you help me? Because there are times, even in our relationship, there are times where you say, oh, then I help me pray. I come and tell you, oh, help me pray. Because at that time, maybe I'm, like, there's a lot on my mind and a lot in my head. (laughs) Like, I can't hear. So I need somebody outside of that situation who can possibly connect for me so that I can receive that word. So that's why community is also important. Sometimes plug in with your community and say, oh, can you help me pray on this situation? Like, I need five minutes response from God. So can you? <laughs> can literally, you? <laughs> do you remember the time we were praying about math school? Yes. And it was an emergency. So no, no, everybody because, had to be on yeah, that because evening because she had to you, pay. We need five minutes 
we need five minutes response from God, not one hour, not two hours, not three days, not one week. We need five minutes. So your community is important. If you can't hear from God, plug into a community, like find out and ask somebody. Somebody will give you a suggestion that you never thought that would oh, that could be a suggestion. Yeah, and I wanted to say, I'm sorry, that it's not just all of this sounds like a lot of spiritual mumbo jumbo, but it's not it, hearing from God isn't always necessarily none of y'all. Don't go and buy the kelewele. <laughs> Sit at home that. and wait. Adoma will be coming shortly. It, it it's in the prompting that you you just you woke up and you felt like mm, today let me go and visit my friend at the at the mall mm. or whatever it is. And then it's like it's in the series of events that happen, and mm-hmm. at the end of the day, you look you back and recognize. he provided. You didn't. It wasn't any hearing from God. Wasn't any mysterious. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just he he lets things fall into place. Oftentimes, I think what we forget is that prayer has more to do with us than it has to do with. In terms of, we often think of prayer as like a key to access. And, and to get answers mm-hmm. but prayer does more for us than it does for god in terms of when we pray it's it's rather shifts our perspective or rather opens our, or draws our attention to things that we otherwise wouldn't it, it, have it allows your spirit man to now uh-huh, take up yeah. so it's not so fine you pray that okay god i need money come mm-hmm. through for me I'm saying that it's not all the time. So it's be like you slept and you had a dream, and in the dream you went to sell this and this mm. happened. No, you've prayed a simple prayer. You went to bed. The next day you go to work and there's a bonus. Mm. That's God coming through for yeah. you. But it may not always happen like that. Sometimes you have to be in the position of waiting for yeah. these things to unfold. But I think that the primary way to hear from God is His Word. Because if you can't recognize God's character and his word, you can't recognize him when he speaks outside of his outside of the Bible, right? Because everything God says is an alignment of who he is. And for you to understand who he is, you have to now connect with the Bible. So I think a lot of people go into business and forget that the business, you know, it's not for you, honey. No, the business is not for you because the business Bliss. is for... <laughs> I was going to plug myself already. Oh, shamelessly. We don't do that to my The business is not for you. And so the same way the business is not for you, the marriage is not for you, the children are not for you, your parents are not for you, your friends are not for you. You need to go back to God and ask him, God, how can I or how can we bring glory to your name okay. in this regard? Right. Okay. So we have a few minutes left. The last aspect that I wanted us to consider was tithing. The concept of tithing, and I, I personally, um, I don't like to do things religiously just because mm-hmm. I've been asked. To. But what I and I understand the concept of giving God because I believe personally as a Christian, I believe that what I have it's not is, mine. is yes, is, is what God has blessed me with. Because but for God, <laughs> we, will, we will be destitute. Yeah. Right. So any if and I, I would dash me money. Right. Um, I understand the concept of giving the first part of it before I spend back to God. Because mm. that's my way of saying thank you. Yeah. I acknowledge that this comes from you mm-hmm. and but for you mm-hmm. I wouldn't have been provided for. Mm-hmm. So and and um so because I have that understanding, for me it's not tightening on salary because mm. I don't even have a salary yet. Mm. And if I was going to wait till I had a salary, then no, it means tithing. I don't then I don't under because to me tightening is just basically giving the first portion of whatever you receive 
however or whoever you receive it from back to the lord yeah. so if my mother dashes me change I remove my maybe yeah, send to buy something because I was typing on my salary. No, because I realized when I do that I'm cheating God. Mm. Because if I only wait, so I used to do the thing. I wait to the end of the month, count how much money I have, give him one ten, like mm. one ten. But throughout the month, month I was getting money here and there. Mm. So any money I receive, you dash me money if it's five CDs, I put I round it up because I can't. I don't believe that I should give God. I don't count my specifically. Okay, the math. Okay, if it's thirty-eight CDs, I'm giving God thirty. I'll just round it up to forty. Mm. So you give me five CDs. It's fifty questions. One CD. I put it down. Maybe my father will dash me this man two two hundred. I put twenty down. Mm. Then at the end of the month, however, like however much I've gotten, that's how much I give to see that this is how much you gave me right. this month. This right, is what right, I'm right. giving back to you. Not because it's a it's, it's a thing that they do in church mm. or because but because I understand or I that's my way of acknowledging yeah. that I don't believe that but for you but I, I would think have been a lot provided of people for. do tithing very religiously in the sense that yes. they will go and do fraud and come and tithe on the fraud. Oh so the fraud it's money. my source of income. Okay, cool. In, in <laughs> no, a, but it, a, it speaks to me that people think that God is more interested in the money. Yeah. And he's interested in what you are doing and the posture of your heart and right. so your understanding yes. behind. So that's why God can tell you that if you are bringing an offering and you remember that you have offended somebody, Puts give the down. offering and go because he's not interested in the money. Because mm-hmm. the money he gave it to you, if he says his, his house is lined with streets of gold, is it your two cities or 200 cities or 20 million that he needs? He doesn't need it because it's physical cash. Would you? Go up into heavens. No, to heaven. the no, pastors it won't. will spend it. <laughs> <laughs> That's another thing. Where does our tithe go? Up next on <laughs> Hear Me Out. <laughs> <laughs> but very quickly, do you have tips on how to be, like, you know, how you're navigating your financial life? Now, As I'm, a young now, I'm sure I have tips to pray. <laughs> <laughs> no, me, my, my tip, honestly, is. Very honestly, save and invest in honey. Hmm. Yeah, I don't think I have anything more to say. I, I have a technique for saying, but basically, say, see, where I want to go, in the kind, if I say that I want to be financially independent, it means that whatever I have, I provide. Mm-hmm. I am, and if anybody else got it from me, it's only because I, I, I said, okay, you, I've allowed you, but mm-hmm. not because I can't. I'm always thinking in my head that if you dash me a phone, I want to be in a position to be able to buy it for myself so that if one day you go and stand yeah, somewhere yeah, and say that yeah. game, you cry, but it's, hey, sweetie. Come for your phone. Come for yeah, your even phone. A better one. If I want to be in that position, obviously I have to strategize and yeah. sit down and think, am I planning with somebody mm-hmm. else's pocket? Because I don't think that that's a very prudent thing to do. Mm-hmm. Save. Save. I've been, me, I, you see, I was complaining to you that I've been saving for 25 years. Nothing to show for it, yeah, but like, one day, yeah, one day, at yeah, least I'm building the habits. One day, I'll go back and I'll look at it, and that's a lot of money. Yeah, and in fact, let your money I, I follow you around Instagram, she's mm-hmm. the same. Let your money create money for mm-hmm. you. What that means is invest, mm-hmm. go and put your money down and let it also, yeah, be pretense. I mean, we'll talk more about that with the, on the next ex- episode. Expert himself, with the expert himself, you'll come and teach us how to invest where to invest, how to invest, how to save and stuff like that. Because me, if you leave me there, me, I don't know. Honey, I'm investing where I'm investing. Hey, what does that mean? <laughs> anyway, so... So, we hope that you mean something from this yeah. episode. But if you want
you have to tune into the next episode episode. that's where we get we put aside all the spiritual stuff literally speaking Uh, because Nana was about because I beg, I don't mean we're putting God aside. <laughs> but yeah, in, on the next episode, we're going to but actually to get it. into it. Because yes, you said that, okay, God wants us to be disciplined with our money. So how, how can we be disciplined? Practically, what are the things that we can do? Yes. So we hope you enjoyed this. And it's great to you. be back. Yes. I mean, we'll hear, you'll hear from us. Now I'm struggling with this. You'll hear from us very soon. 